Now let's welcome in special guest, and that is Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab. Nice to see you, Jeffrey. So we're wrapping up this quarter, which it really, it's been a great first quarter for the most part for stocks. I know we've had a lot of volatility and a lot of news. What are people saying in the takeaway as we're wrapping this up at home and globally? Well, you know, it's an interesting end to the quarter. Over the last five days, energy has led the overall market higher. That's the best performing sector. I know tech's doing well today, but it's really about energy, a broader rally in stocks that are sensitive to the pace of growth and inflation might be returning here at the end of the quarter as concerns of our financial crisis fade. We can see that in oil prices rebounding, positive economic data surprises, dollar weakness, notably today and, and over the last month or so, and early signs of cyclical leadership emerging. I think it's interesting because it points to a broader trend where few have been looking. We know January was all about fears of recession, February about fears of overheating and inflation, March about the financial crisis. But through all that noise, every single month this year, international stocks have outperformed U.S. stocks. They're now set for an 8% first quarter gain, and that could continue in April. So I'm I'm excited about what I'm seeing, given that we've been talking about being uh, focused on international stocks for over a year now. Yeah, and you've been talking about the outperformance of those international stocks, so you were right on point with that, and you think that that outperformance can continue into April. A lot of folks are really concerned about earnings season when it approaches because they're feeling here at home that some of these earnings are still frothy. Um, but if, if the outlook for international is the better play still, right, how are we looking abroad for earnings? Yeah, I think you're right. So earnings growth in the first quarter uh, expected to be up 6% from a year ago in Europe. That's for the stock 600 index versus down 5% in the U.S. for the S&P 500 index. So that's a pretty big difference. Has to do somewhat with the sector differences there, uh, but also uh, you know, what we're seeing in terms of better economic momentum through the first quarter in Europe. Europe was braced for a deepening recession on a lot of fears over an energy crisis, which just didn't materialize. And businesses uh, and consumers have bounced back there. We're also seeing that European banks are not as exposed to the risks facing U.S. banks. They have more capital, they have hedged interest rate exposure, and they have less lending to commercial real estate. And I'd mentioned that valuations are still much lower, even after a year of outperformance, the forward P.E. rate ratio for the EFI index, international stocks, is just 12.6. That's below average versus the S&P 500, still relatively expensive at 17.4. Right. It's interesting how you say that the bank stress here at home seems more prevalent than it was in Europe, even though we had Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank and some concerns abroad. But you feel like the bank stress overall is fading? It looks that way. So, you know, we can see that in a lot of technical indicators. If you want to look at repo rates or a bank borrowing from the discount window or uh, uh, credit default swaps, but we can see it in practical signs as well, like the number of Google searches about FDIC insurance. That has returned to near normal levels. Uh, if you look at Google Trends and you take a look at it, that's a good sign that people are a lot less panicked about their deposits at banks and worried about their insurance uh, uh, options uh, should their bank fail. And that's a sign here, along with deposit outflows easing. You can see in this chart here how those searches have really come down pretty sharply. I think that's an encouraging trend. Right, understood. So at this point now, we're still waiting on the Fed to likely raise rates one more time. Um, when you think about the consumer, which really drives GDP, 
at home and abroad. What is our takeaway there and what should we be thinking in the big picture? Well, I want to watch the consumer very closely. Obviously, concerns about financial contagion uh, could shake up spending. But, you know, when we take a look at daily or weekly readings of foot traffic in stores, it doesn't appear to have pulled back very much. I know it's very early to judge what the fallout from all of the, the banking stress may be as, as lending conditions continue to tighten. But there's usually a, a one-year lag associated with that, its impact on lending. Instead, consumers seem to be doing okay. I'd note the fact that the dip in interest rates has started to benefit housing. Remember, uh, the home is probably most people's biggest asset and something they really think about as it relates to their personal financial security and their spending. Uh, we just got data today from Australia in Sydney, the biggest uh, city in Australia. Home prices rebounded for the first time in 13 months as interest rates have come down a little bit, mortgage rates have come down. So that could be a plus here that we're not thinking about in all of this, that maybe the banking stress has caused those yields to pull back a little bit. That could actually bolster households' sensation of their or sense of their own wealth as it relates to, to housing. So that could actually encourage spending. We'll clear, clearly need to be keeping a close eye on this data. Right, understood. Jeffrey Kleintop, great to see you. Always love having you on the Thanks, show. Nicole. Thank you so Thanks much. Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist of Charles Schwab. Thank you.